There's nothing I like better with my turkey and stuffing and gravy than gambling on NFL games. We are diving deep into the three pretty great Thanksgiving Day games and then the brutal Week 12 slate. Enjoy your travels. Let's go. A special Thanksgiving edition of Coming Up Winners. I am your host, Jason McIntyre, joined, as always, by Andrew Lynch. We're excited for Thanksgiving. We're excited for wall-to-wall NFL. We've got some great college games for the weekend. This is one of the best football weekends of the year, is it not, Andrew? I'm just thankful. It's going to be great. Like I don't mean to be cliche. It's going to be a great week of football from Thursday to Sunday. I'm thankful that we get to do this podcast. I'm thankful for all the listeners. I'm thankful for my health. Thankful for my happiness. Just you know, to be serious for a sec, we like to have fun here. It's there's a lot to be thankful for. Not everyone has been so fortunate. So take care of the others around you who might not be at that level, um, and just give thanks. It's a great week to do so. Well said, and hopefully you won't be giving money to your local or uh, a sports book or a website, and we can give you some winners to enjoy the holiday week. Let's dive right in. Hashtag put up or shut up. You know the drill, but guess what? We're tweaking it this week. What? We are changing things. It's a special holiday week, so we're going to flip it, okay? We're just going to focus on the three Thanksgiving Day games. I'm going to take a side in each game. And if you hear our analysis or you already love the other side, you get to pick that side. Whoever gets to us first on social media, whether it's Instagram, in my DMs, or on Twitter, use the hashtag put up or shut up. And if you win, we will double it. Yes, I know it's a big whopping $10. We will double it this week. Let's dive into the games, Lynch. First up on Thursday, the Chicago Bears, the Darlings. Of the NFC now. Everybody loves the Bears. The big island game victory over the Vikings. Chicago is favored by four over Detroit, which is also coming off a big win at home against Carolina and Cam Newton. Your initial thoughts, the look-ahead line was three and a half. It has opened at four. So we, for the purposes of hashtag put up or shut up, we'll use Chicago favored by four. Your thoughts? Give me all of Chicago. This, uh, this, and... If people are listening to this on Wednesday, maybe even early Thursday morning, if this line moves with Carrion Johnson out, I'd like this all the way up to six and a half, and I wouldn't necessarily hate it as a touchdown. I think the Bears are legit. I think that defense is outstanding. I've said it week in, week out. Matt Nagy's putting Mitch Trubisky in great position to just not make mistakes, and with a team like this, that's all you need. So the Detroit Lions, I they're not a good football team. They had some early success, some you know kind of impressive wins, but when you look at it on a play by play and drive by drive basis, it's not a good football team. So give me all of Chicago. Now the familiarity is very fresh here okay they just played two weeks ago the Bears jumped to a massive early lead Matt Stafford kind of did some stat padding in garbage time and I'm with you I'm all over the Bears here at four I'm actually surprised it's this low but let me ask you Lynch they have to play the Sunday night game late game quick turn 
turnaround to travel for the early game on Thanksgiving. The schedule makers did Chicago no favors, right? Yeah, absolutely. And listen, if if Chicago comes out and has kind of a lackluster first half, I think that's a very likely explanation for why. And that is my one caveat. Mm. However, against the Detroit Lions, I'm not too worried about that. Obviously, the Lions played a little bit earlier on Sunday, so a little bit of an advantage there. Also going home, but it's something like Detroit and Chicago are on opposite sides of the country, right? Chicago is used to this kind of travel. Um, yeah, I still like the Bears here. Like I said, up to six and a half for sure. Yeah, this <laughs> six and a half. Like, yeah, because yeah. again, if if people are listening Wednesday, Thursday, it's a little bit of a weird week with the holiday. Yeah, I just want to give them that little bit of a buffer. Personally, with the way this Chicago team is playing, if this line continues to tick up, I I still think there's a lot of value with the Bears. Now we're not able to go on Twitter during the show, but producer Conrad says the latest on Carryon Johnson, the great Detroit running back, or not great, he's very good. Uh, Knee injury will not play this week. Now, hey, listen, maybe they get Mr. Miyagi in the training room and they fix his knee quickly. But as of now, that's huge. I mean, I don't know how they're going to be able to move the ball through the air. We know the Bears are going to win in the trenches. Give me the Bears, favored by four. Next up, the Washington Redskins, led by Colt McCoy, travel to Dallas for a Thanksgiving Day game, the line on this one is moving down, Andrew Lynch. Currently, and for the purposes of hashtag put up or shut up, we're going to go with seven and a half. Now, this is an interesting one. On the look ahead line, this was when Alex Smith was going to be the quarterback. It was Dallas by five. I saw yesterday it opened at nine in the desert. It's been bet down to seven and a half, and it's a little juiced seven and a half. We could see a seven. Lynch. Colt McCoy uh, looked okay against the Texans in limited duty. I saw he hadn't thrown a pass in a couple years. Um, But he's playing behind an offensive line that not very good. A lot of beat up injuries. They gave up five sacks against the Texans. Um, The Dallas offensive line performed well against Atlanta. What are you thinking here? could, Could you back Dallas at this inflated number? Uh, I could. I think, you know, that Dallas defensive front seven really impressed me against the Falcons. I took the Falcons as three-point favorites against Dallas last week because I thought the pass attack would really kind of put the Cowboys out of the game. But Matt Ryan was never able to get comfortable, and the Dallas won that game on the strength of their defense and the rushing attack. I don't want to tip my hand too much here. You know, I'm a poker player. We're going to talk about this game again Uh a little bit later on uh, our money line section. So um, I think that kind of gives you a hint of where I'm headed where are you, J-Mac? What's the uh, well, put up or shut up here? You know, I watched that Redskins-Texans game closely. The Redskins averaged 3.8 yards per play. Okay? Three turnovers from Houston. If Dallas can hold on to the football, I don't see why they shouldn't handily win this. Lamar Miller had a great game. 86 yards on the ground. Uh, effective through the air as well. This is how bleak it is for the Redskins pass game. Somebody named Quinn was targeted four times. I don't even know who that is. I have to click. Trey Quinn, uh, seventh-round draft pick out of SMU. Okay? When he is one of your highly targeted guys, you know, it's basically going to be Jordan Reed or Bust. He's their money money player. I wasn't even aware of this. They picked up Michael Floyd. Remember the star at Notre Dame? He kind of failed out of the league due to some off-field issues. He was targeted three times. They don't have the offense. 
I like Dallas here. I know it's at least, I'm paying a premium, seven and a half, but I'm going with the Cowboys for hashtag put up or shut up. If you want the Redskins, you know where to find us. Uh, I think it'll be crickets on that one, right, uh, Lynch? Not a lot of backing. I might have to come up with a burner just to take you on that one. But. Uh, you know, hey, listen, real quick. A lot of people tweeting about Colin Kaepernick should be the next Redskin quarterback. Lynch, I'm going to let you take this one if you want to. Um Anything on the Colin Kaepernick brigade on social media? I'll keep this quick. I'm a Colin Kaepernick supporter. I think what he's doing is 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 good stuff. Um, he's been out of the league way too long at this point, and it, it made a lot of sense last year. I really do think so. I, I just don't know how you bring him into an organization for Week 12 at this point and ask him to to play quarterback in the NFL. Colt McCoy's been in the system for four years. I don't know if he's a great quarterback. He was great in college. You know, I got to go with Colt McCoy. Anyways, let's move on to the final game. And this one, folks, this is crazy. The Atlanta Falcons. Are we officially eliminating them, Lynch? We will be after this week. (laughs) The Atlanta Falcons travel to New Orleans facing the steamrolling Saints. Okay, the look-ahead line last week was 11. Then the Saints go out and just dismember, absolutely pick apart the defending Super Bowl champions, that's the worst defeat for a Super Bowl champion ever. Ever? According, according to some stats, that's the worst ever. The new line, it opened in the desert at 14. The Atlanta Falcons, Super Bowl contenders a month ago, are 14-point dogs. Now, it looks like it just was bet down to 13. You seeing that, Lynch? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, is, Can you hold your nose and take the Falcons getting 13? Nope. Can't make me. I, I I think steamrolling is just the perfect word. I you had me laughing there for a second. Yeah, this Saints team. Listen, there's there's every chance that the Falcons, you know, come in the back door. Heck, it's it's an any given any given Thursday, I guess. Like the Falcons could win this game, but if you're asking me, hey, what's the likeliest outcome here? Saints by two touchdowns at least in my <laughs> book. I like I like the Saints here. I really like that Saints team. And honestly, we were talking about this a little bit off air before we started recording. I don't know if that Saints defense is getting enough credit. They're not an elite unit, but they are really rounding into form. And with as well as this offense is playing, I think that's all you need. I mean, the Rams scored 35 on these guys uh, two or three weeks ago, right? Yeah, but it's the Rams. They're the the (laughs) top three offense in the NFL. So uh, as we knew it would happen, Zeke went bananas against the Falcons defense, uh, rushing and receiving. The Falcons now have given up a league-leading 98 recept- uh, 91 catches to running backs. Okay? What does Alvin Kamara do? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like exactly his dominating factor out of the backfield. Now, I will say this. If Deion Jones returns, he was practicing last week but didn't play. If he returns, he is the guy who knocked Kamara out of the game last year. If you guys remember that one, I think it was a Thursday night game. He knocked Kamara out, and um, I actually don't remember who won that. It was a three-point game one of the ways. I think the Falcons won it, and Deion Jones had like the game-ending interception in the red zone. Um, I I, kind of want to take the Falcons here just because of 13, but as a guy who just talked the Eagles and uh, lost a bet within the first 10 minutes— Oh, gosh. I'm going chalky. I'm going super square. Three favorites in put up or shut up on Thanksgiving Day. I'm going with the Saints, favored by 13. I think some listeners will take the Falcons. There. One week after dogs hunted all weekend long. It's going to be great. This is There's no way this turns out poorly for either of us. So just, <laughs> just to recap, put up or shut up, I'm taking the Bears at four. If you want the Lions, tweet or Instagram us. I'm taking the... Cowboys, oh no, at seven and a half. This is a team we wrote off 
after that Tennessee loss, did we not? We were killing them. I'm taking the Cowboys, favored by seven and a half. And, um, oh gosh, producer Conrad looks like he's chomping at the bit to take one of these dogs. I'm going with New Orleans, favored by 13. That is the most square Thanksgiving plate I've ever had. If you want either of those three dogs, hashtag put up or shut up on Twitter or Instagram. Good luck. In short, it is time to put up or shut up. All right, on we move to good bet, bad bet. We're looking at the other games in Week 12. Folks, it's early in the week, obviously, so you're going to want to, as usual, monitor injury reports, line moves. And the first game we're going to talk about, Andrew Lynch, is a game that uh, there's some trepidation on my part. The Carolina Panthers, with a potentially banged-up Cam Newton, uh, didn't look as mobile after he got that knee injury in Detroit. The Panthers are hosting Seattle, which kind of has a quasi-bye week off the Thursday night win. Seattle getting three and a half. The look-ahead line had Carolina at four and a half. Seattle is, um, I would say, exceeding expectations, right? And, and Andrew, my initial thought was Carolina at home is really, really strong. We've seen them blow teams out. But I believe Seattle would be my play at three and a half. I wonder where the professionals will come in. I would guess they would come in on Seattle three and a half. You're getting the hook. I almost can't call this a good bet or a bad bet. I think this is a really solid bet. When We've talked a little bit before. When, on Sunday, when the lines for the next week come out, I go through and I look at every single game and I just very quickly write down my lean in either direction. My lean for this game when I saw the line at three, it's now up to three and a half, was just tough. This is a tough, tough line. I think uh, my process is a little off this week. You know, I can we think we can talk about that because we're recording this podcast on Monday and the new DVOA numbers don't come out until Tuesday after the Monday night game, of course. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily have as firm of an analytical bent as I would this week as I, and most weeks. That said, I think Seattle is still clearly the better team in total DVOA. My only hesitation is that they are a road dog, and I just don't like taking the Seahawks as a road dog. Mm-hmm. I would agree. They have exceeded expectations. I think that offensive line is even a little bit better so far this as the season has gone on than we gave them credit for at the start of the season. Um, I think this is a solid bet for you, though. The more I think about it, the more I do come down on the side of the Seahawks getting three and a half outside of that key number of three, and I think that's going to be a real theme here yeah. in this good bet, bad bet. And again, that's where I'm leaning. I'm not making a bet this early in the week. I've got to see the Cam Newton situation. But initially, my lean is to Seattle getting three and a half. All right, let's go to the next game. Now, this is interesting, okay? The DOA Jacksonville Jaguars? I mean, I think it's over, right? No, it's DVOA. That's the stuff. <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars head to Rested Buffalo, where it's going to be cold in November. For the Florida team, Jacksonville favored by three and a half. It was four on the look ahead. Lynch, my pregnant pause there should give away my initial thoughts. What do you think about Jacksonville, which, by the way, led Pittsburgh for three and a half quarters, was blanking Pittsburgh for three and a half quarters. Now they go on the road against Buffalo, who was last seen absolutely eviscerating my Jets on the road. Blake Bortles needs to come out and leak Jalen Ramsey trade rumors ahead of this game. And then the Jags will win by like 100 points. It'll be fine. Now, I listen, I took the Bills on the money line two weeks ago. That's probably the last time I'm betting on Buffalo this year. I would lean towards Jacksonville. Um, but, you know, this is your good bet, bad bet section, my friend. What are you leaning towards? So I can tell you whether you're right or wrong. Because yeah, that's my favorite part. Uh, you know, when you look at that 
Jacksonville game against Pittsburgh. They led 16-0. And the drive chart says they had the ball, I believe, seven or eight times after that. And they did nothing. Doug Marone went into a total shell, just kept running Leonard Fournette up the middle, up the middle. I mean, as good as Jalen Ramsey was, he got lost uh, late in the game, and Big Ben went directly after him. And I thought it was interesting that Ben Roethlisberger said Jacksonville came out talking trash in the first half. This is a th- They were a 3-6 and six team talking smack to the Steelers. And they backed it up for a half, and then guess what? They didn't. I think this is a defeated team. I think they go into Buffalo, and I believe, I don't know if I can steal this phrase from Chris Berman, but I think they circle the wagons, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won this game outright. So you're taking the Bills to cover the three? I, I think I would that look be your strongly. Lean? Now, it would be more than a lean. I, I think Josh Allen could be back, the rookie quarterback, although Barkley was lights out. I just don't see how you can bet on Jacksonville going into Buffalo at this point in the season. My lean would be to Buffalo. I think that's a bad bet. I I will take this Jacksonville defense against that Buffalo offense, but that's a a fascinating game to have money on. I do want to say there is something to the physicality of Pittsburgh. If you remember two weeks ago, they beat up Carolina. What did Carolina do after that? They went on the road, looked kind of lethargic, like they were in a bit of a fog, if you will. Detroit ran all over them. And... I just wonder if Jacksonville, that you know how dispiriting that loss has to be? They lose it with three seconds left. They had the interception in the end zone, looked like it was over, and, and then they end up losing. So, yeah, I'm a strong lean to the Buffalo Bills early in the week. All right, next up, we keep talking about them. Now, this is one where I know we're going to be on different sides. The Pittsburgh Steelers, fresh off that incredible comeback and perhaps hurtling toward home field advantage in the playoffs. We'll see what happens with Chiefs-Rams. Pittsburgh favored by three and a half in Denver against Vince Joseph and the mighty Case Keenum who kind of luck boxed their way into a victory in Los Angeles over the Chargers. The look ahead was six. Steelers did not look good. Broncos did look kind of good. And now it's down to three and a half. Lynch, I like Pittsburgh here, favored by three and a half. And I like the Broncos. I, I think this is. I don't think it's a bad bet per se. I just think it's a, a suboptimal bet. I think it comes down to the key number here. I think this Denver defense is legit. I think they probably force Big Ben into a couple of turnovers. And I think the Steelers win this game by three. So I think getting that three and a half being outside of that key number is why I would side with the Broncos early again. And when the DVOA numbers come out as, as the week progresses, I might have a slightly different lean. But here, as we record the podcast on Monday, and our audience is probably listening to it on Tuesday, I like the Broncos because of that key number of three and a half. It's interesting. Would you say that the Broncos won the game against the Chargers or the Chargers lost that game? I would say the Chargers lost that game. I've been big on the Chargers this year. Yeah. I think it was a blip on the radar for Phillip Rivers, who made some questionable decisions down the stretch, to say the least. Uh, I really like that Chargers team. But again, you know, give some credit to that Broncos defense. They've got to be in position to force those mental mistakes. So, and I was watching this closely. Third quarter, Chargers up 19-7 driving, and Phillip Rivers throws an inexplicable interception that if he watches the tape, he's going to be like, what was it? I mean, threw it right into the arms of Von Miller. Goes the other way, totally changed the complexion of the game. Totally flipped everything. If they even get a field goal there and go up 22-7, Probably lights out on a Denver offense that struggled. But, of course, it gets worse. The Phillip Rivers clocking the ball. I mean, what did you... uh, We were talking before the podcast. I think you estimated it might have cost them like 40 seconds 
And Denver, of course, is able to use that extra time to get in position and hit the game-winning field goal. I, I thought the Chargers were the better side, and they blew it. And I don't know. I just see Pittsburgh winning this game. I don't know that it'll be that close. The Chargers, Lynch, 479 yards of offense against Denver. 6.7 yards per play. If not for the awful two interceptions, they win that game. I mean, the turnover margin killed them. Oh, and uh, 14 penalties for 120 yards for L.A., Everything went Denver's way. You know, usually I uh, I feel pretty good about my my picks in this good bet bad bet segment after you give your counter. I'm kind of questioning that one, now. Oh, but right, I yeah finally. no for sure. But uh, I still lean Denver for now. But this is I'm gonna have to think long and hard before I actually get the skin in on this yeah, one. Yeah, let's quickly look back at this number. I am seeing three and a half even at the Westgate. So that theoretically means that it's closer to three. So I guess the perceived wise guys or sharps or early money's coming in on Denver. I like Pittsburgh there. That's a pick for me. Next up, not a sexy game by any stretch of the imagination. Two teams not going to the playoffs. Well, I guess they, one of them has a chance. The Cincinnati Bengals, who uh, didn't look very good uh, losing to the Ravens on the road. The Bengals hosting the Cleveland Browns, fresh off a bye. Bengals only favored by three. Did you see anything in Browns? Uh, I'm sorry, in Bengals, Ravens that that got you excited about their chances here? Mm, <laughs> nope. Listen, man, Cincinnati was bad, folks. Uh, I know the Ravens' defense is much better than the Browns, but 255 total yards, 4.7 yards per play. They only got back in this game because of a bad Ravens turnover. And Baltimore just couldn't throw the ball with Lamar Jackson. So my initial lean here is to, yes, the Cleveland Browns. You're just doing this to get Baker Mayfield back on your good side. But yeah, I agree. It's maybe. a good bet. It's a good play. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this game because it is the Battle of Ohio. But I, I kind of like the Browns getting the point here. You know, I've been the conductor of the Baker train. Let's keep going. Choo-choo! Um, Joe Mixon. 12 carries for 14 yards against the Ravens. Now, if A.J. Green returns, that's obviously a game changer. He would be going against Denzel Ward, the great Cleveland corner. But my look here, the only way I'd look is Cleveland getting three on the road. And finally, we want to wrap up good bet, bad bet before we get to the money line picks. Maybe the most fascinating line of the week. The Philadelphia Eagles, the defending Super Bowl champions, are only favored by five and a half against the Giants in a revenge spot for New York. The look-ahead line, Lynch, I saw nine and a half. Nine and a half. Now it's down to five and a half. Your thoughts on the Eagles-Giants game in Week 12? Hard pass. I don't want any any part of this. I don't. These two teams are bad, and I don't really have a sense of how bad or how good. I don't want any part of this. But if you do, I'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Yeah, my initial look, and this is knee-jerk, and it's it's Monday. My lean would be to the Giants. Uh, revenge spot. There is some chatter among Giants fans, crazy ones, because that's all there are, that maybe they peel seven and off in a, seven wins in a row and get to the playoffs. Lynch, you want to jump Says in? Says the Jets fan. Yes, of course. I, I knew that was coming. Um, I, I don't know. I, the Giants offense can be a juggernaut. I mean, Saquon healthy, uh, Odell healthy, Evan Ingram's back. I know they can't stop a nosebleed defensively. The Bucks just moved. The, I mean, if Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't totally melt down, and get subbed out for Jameis Winston. You know, maybe the Bucks win that. Five and a half seems like a good number. The Eagles secondary is awful. 
I mean, Lynch, they, they, the, the Saints did whatever they wanted, but... I don't know, five, five and a half. That's kind of a dead number. Which way do you think the line moves? I'm actually just seeing it tick up to six here on the uh, the cumulative numbers via Action Network. So, so money I, coming in on the Eagles. Yeah, and I th- I think you've probably you're on the right side here. I think the Giants is probably a good bet just some because I don't see this game being decided by a touchdown. I think we this is probably a very low scoring affair. I think the Eagles win, but it's probably closer to a field goal than it is the touchdown. So I think you're on the right side here. Good All bet. Right. There you have it. Good bet, bad bet. We are kind of both leaning Seattle. I like Pittsburgh. He likes Denver. I'm looking at the Bills. I'm looking at the Browns. And uh, lean to the New York Giants. You must be the Monopoly guy. Hey, thanks for the free parking. On to Moneyline Picks. And we're going to start with the man who's been money. Andrew Lynch. He's it. Two in a row, folks. The Buffalo Bills and the Oakland Raiders. What dog with fleas are you taking this week in money line picks? You know, I'm a big NBA Jam fan from when I was a kid. You get the first one, you get the second one, you're heating up. There's no way I end up on fire here because I am taking the Washington Redskins getting 3-1 to one on the road against the Dallas Cowboys on Thanksgiving. This is not a deep analytics play. This is not a numbers play. This is a Jason Garrett play. I just don't. <laughs> it, it really is. I don't think the Dallas Cowboys Cowboys win this game 75% of the time. If I'm getting three to one with Washington, yes, I know they're without Alex Smith. Yes, I know they're banged up. Yes, I know the Dallas defensive front seven gave Matt Ryan fits, but I just don't trust the Cowboys to win this game that often. I don't think you're going to see a substantial drop off from Alex Smith to Colt McCoy. Give me Washington getting three to one here. Redskins really dominated that first game on on the ground. Ezekiel Elliott, 15 carries, 33 yards. I, you could be onto something. I just, I, I still, I mean, I like Dallas. I just don't know what to make of them. This is a team that won at home against the Jags, 40 to seven. Do we see that kind of performance on a short week? I don't know. My money line pick, not as sexy. I kind of gave it away a couple minutes ago, but I, I would just take a flyer on the New York Giants plus 205 in Philly. I'm curious to, to how the Eagles respond to this. I mean, they've been a bad football team now for a few weeks. Their only win was a convincing one over the Giants. But uh, I'm not going gaga over the New York Giants, okay? They beat the 49ers and uh, the immortal Nick Mullins, and now they take down the Jameis Fitzpatrick combo. So they're not winning impressively. It's just a bet on their offense that this is what the one that shows up and they come out on top. So I'll take the Giants plus 205 and to wrap up a thanksgiving special it's a monster weekend in college football lynch i know you're not a huge college football junkie but this weekend is a really good one i'll tell you this i ain't touching your arizona wildcats again never never ever such a dumpster fire they crushed me at washington state last week ended up okay three and two if you toss in the put up or shut ups one game was canceled let's continue our winning ways here Unfortunately, I'm going with five favorites on rivalry weekend. That can be dangerous. First up, Notre Dame against USC. Producer Conrad, it feels like USC wants Clay Helton out of there. I mean, they no-showed against UCLA. Totally embarrassing. I'm taking Notre Dame, favored by 10.5. They just steamrolled, absolutely punished Syracuse last week. I like the Irish. I'm going West Virginia, favored by one against Kyler Murray and the Oklahoma State. Sooners, almost at Oklahoma State there. West Virginia um, at home 
I think Oklahoma's defense gets just obliterated here. We know it's not good. And everybody likes Oklahoma to maybe sneak into the playoff. Give me West Virginia. Will Greer, favored by one at home. Uh, next up, Washington State. I apologize to all the Wazoo fans last week for fading you. Not doing it in the Apple Cup. Washington State at home, favored by three against Washington. Uh, right now, Washington State is just the better team. And Washington's been a disappointment. I'm going with the Cougars, favored by three. Purdue, favored by four at Indiana. I know you're thinking, what are you doing, Jay? All the Jeff Brom to Louisville rumors. Well, Louisville's, oh, I'm sorry. Well, Purdue is five and six, need a win to get bowl eligible. I think they go to Indiana and win, cover four. And finally, in the game of the weekend on Fox, of course, it's the big one, Michigan. Favored by four at Ohio State. Producer Conrad hates this one. He likes the Buckeyes, but give me Jim Harbaugh in a convincing victory. I can't back Ohio State. They just gave up 7.1 yards per carry to Maryland. Maryland had 535 yards, folks. What is Michigan going to do to the Buckeyes? I can't wait for this game. Give me Michigan favored by four. There you have it. Five favorites. A little chalky. I went three favorites on Thanksgiving. Uh, it's a square feeling heading into Thanksgiving for Andrew Lynch. I am Jason McIntyre. Safe travels. Good luck on the gambling. And everybody have a great Thanksgiving.